Alright, sorry folks, like I said, we only get 60 minutes, I wish they'd give us more, I might have to talk to the anchor people in the future, but we, we are going to finish up this week, we still have a few, a few more tidbits to go, so go, we're going to go back to our top 5 NFC teams, so go ahead with that. said looking at the top five lists mine's has got the same five teams obvious but not in the same order as much as I don't like it Minnesota deserves to be on this top five list for now I mean obviously they play hard Kirk Cousins is still a quarterback that shows up against against certain competition obviously they they have a decent defense and obviously they run the ball very well with Dalvin Cook he's he's the league leading rusher but obviously, they have to they have to show up here at home here le- left with with the Rams making a they may make a run here for this last wild card to try to put three teams in the West into the postseason, which is very possible. At, in a week or two ago, it didn't seem likely, but now it, that that possibility is back. So Minnesota has to watch their back. But I have them at number five. Green Bay is number four. Like I have it as you do. They're, they're just a notch off of those guys. I mean, they played the San Francisco 49ers last Sunday night and got drenched. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Saints or the Seahawks if these two if they would if they were meet to the, those teams. 
Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is having a Pro Bowl season. They have a great running game. They have a solid defense. But they still, they're still they still a little off. You know, they have some questionable losses. And that's something that's going to keep them from going very far. At least, they're not going to get to the NFC Championship game. I think they're a second round out at this point. I have the Saints at number three. Even though they may be very, they're very good. They're, they're NFC South champs. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to be no worse than a two seed. I'm, I'm very concerned how they're going to be offensively in this postseason. Like I said, Taysom Hill is, is a is a unique talent, but he can't be the focus. He cannot be the top offense. He can't be your offense if you're going to go anywhere. Drew Brees is still good enough to win you some games, even though he's he's not had the year that he's had. Plus, he lost. He's missed five games with an elbow with an elbow injury or or a hand injury. One of those two, but. You know, they still lack something to be a legit to be a legit contender. To be a legit contender. So even though they're a legit contender, so my bad, I think they, they're lacking something that will put them in Miami in February. My top two teams are both in the NFC West. I have the San Francisco 49ers at number two. I think that, you know, they're a very complete team. They run the ball very well. They have two great receivers. They have one of the best tight ends in the league, George Kittle. Garoppolo's going to have to win some games. Obviously, he's very important because if he's hurt, then the 49ers are nowhere close to being a Super Bowl contender. But it's obvious that Garoppolo has to win. He's going to have to win games. He's, he's like an Alex Smith type. He cannot be a game manager if San Francisco's going to win it all this year. He's going to have to show up down the stretch and obviously come come January. And Seattle, shockingly, as much as I thought earlier in the year they weren't going to make the playoffs, not only are they going to make the playoffs, they damn sure could get to Miami with Russell Wilson, who's having a career year. And obviously they run the ball very well with Chris Carson and Rashad Penny and you know Tyler Lockett and, and, DJ, and DK Metcalf. Great rookie receivers, and you know they're doing all the all the right things. And like I said, Seattle's been in two Super Bowls. They wouldn't be surprised if they get to a third one in the in the Wilson era. So that's my top. That's my top five NFC teams. Now, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't argue with that. It's pretty much the same list that I have. It's just, uh, you know, like I said, those top three are pretty much interchangeable for the most part. Yeah. Now, like I said, we're, we're doing an extended one. We have to do a second one. There was, unfortunately, a, a coach, a really well-known coach. We know he was on the hot seat. He wasn't probably on the high seat in the league, but Carolina decided they had to move on. And that's Ron Rivera, who was the head coach who, who helped you know Carolina get to the Super Bowl in 2015 with a 15-1 and record. Obviously, he and Cam Newton are head-to-toe as a unit. They both came to this organization in 2011, had a lot of success. Like I said, went to the Super Bowl in 2015. Unfortunately, they didn't win it. We all remember that. But at, unfortunately, they... They fell apart last year after a 6-2 start. Newton got hurt. He hasn't been the same since. He only started the first two games. He wasn't right. 
and a four and two start. I think a four and one start has sadly fallen apart. Carolina's fallen apart like I predicted. And now they've decided to move on from Ron Rivera. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I know Ron Rivera is this guy that's uh, highly regarded, highly respected, this and that, as a head coach. Um, but the fact is, you know, I've been saying it for years, he's overrated. Um, you know, they, he, they made it to Super Bowl that one year. They've they've had three winning seasons since he's been the head coach total. Okay, that's not good. Um, the guy is the guy is a good defensive coach. They built up that defense and it was pretty good. It was good for years, and um, and um, Cam pretty much carried that offense. But Rivera is not a good. He's he's just not a real good head coach. And when he goes to another team. He'll get, he'll get another head coaching job somewhere, and he'll probably fail because he's just not that good. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. He's a good defensive coach. That's uh, the that, that's head coach that got that happened to get uh, top-notch talent at quarterback that helped carry that team for years. But in reality, the guy's had three winning seasons as a head coach in the NFL. So it's, it's long overdue. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. You know, Ron Rivera, like I say, you're absolutely right. He is a very good defensive guy. And obviously, all of his success relates to Cam Newton. They both were here together, and they're both going to leave together most likely because Cam Newton's probably not going to end going to be the start. His He's played his last game in Carolina for all intents and purposes. Obviously, yeah, they haven't had a lot of, a lot of mainstream success. Like I said, they made the playoffs – Four times in in the nine seasons he was he was there. Obviously, the 2015 season was by far their best season, where they went 15 and one and steamrolled teams and got to the Super Bowl. But then they lost to Denver and Peyton Manning, who's retiring. And then obviously, since then they 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 really haven't been the same since. Only one playoff appearance. They fell apart after a six and two start a year ago. I mean. There's a lot of coaches in this league that are going to get jobs that don't deserve it. Mike Malarkey's one. Pat Shermer's another one. To me, if you think about it, even though you know he's not what we consider a top-flight coach in a way, he's going to get another job. And like I said, John Fox, the guy he replaced, is a similar coach to Ron Rivera. Defensive guy, in and out, inconsistent. And that's a similar, he's basically similar to John Fox, and he might get another opportunity. You know, hell, if you're the New York Giants, you may you may think about Ron Rivera. You may think about something like that. So, to me, to me, we haven't heard the last of Ron Rivera. Obviously, it's it's a shame it's a shame that he lost his job, but this is a business where you have to to win and you have to and that's something Doug Peterson's going to have to think about if the Eagles can't find any more success in the future in the future you have to keep winning like i said there's not many coaches that are like Bill Belichick who's going to have forever you have you have a long you have a a sole window you get to a super bowl you may have a longer window but if you can't keep it going and get it done then 
the end is near. And I think after le- the way the season ended last year and how it, things are now, they actually had to set him, set him backing. So I do agree with you in a way. But he will get another head coaching job. Keep an eye out with the Giants and a few other teams. Yeah, he'll get another head coaching job. Um, but the reality is he's a, a, a really good defensive coordinator that's, that's a mediocre at best head coach, um, sort of along the lines of uh, Wade Phillips. Back but, um, but, yeah, he, he'll get another chance and he'll probably fail at that and then he'll be – if he decides he still wants to coach in the NFL, he'll be down to a career defensive coordinator at that point. Yeah. Obviously, you and I, we, we don't on this program predict who's the next head coach because nobody knows. Nobody, only, yeah. only the organization knows. And sometimes they get it right and sometimes they will get it wrong. So good luck with that. Obviously, Carolina has new ownership. Obviously, over the last couple of years, they have new ownership. So it's up to them to figure out what they want. But for the rest of the season, it's North Turner's job, and we'll see what happens afterwards. I doubt that he he gets the full time gig next year, so we'll see. We'll see. That's two coaches now joining Washington, looking for a new jobs, and there'll probably be about five or six others as well. So let's get to the to the matchup tomorrow night, and it seems like every year, every year after Thanksgiving, the Dallas Cowboys play another Thursday night game a week later. And that's exactly where they're where they're at again this week. Basically hanging on by a thread. Going to Chicago in a matchup that maybe three or four weeks ago looked like an easy Cowboys beatdown. An easy Cowboys beatdown. But now, it looks now like this is going to be a battle. This is going to be a war. And two me- a battle of basically two mediocre teams, so go ahead. Well, yeah, like you said, somehow the Cowboys get handed these every year the Thursday after Thanksgiving as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, this is going to be a game where I think, uh, I think, the, I think the Cowboys are going to, you know, they're going to win this game. Again, a couple years or a couple weeks ago, the, the the Bears were awful, and it was looking like the, this would be an easy win for the Cowboys. Um, and it's not going to be an easy win, but the Cowboys are going to win this. Um, the Bears D is decent, is pretty good, but it's not what it was last year. Um, I expect Dak to have a good game. I expect Zeke to have a good game. And Mitch Trubisky still sucks. He's Even though the Cowboys' defense is pretty... is, a, is probably bottom third in the league this year, um, Trubisky's awful, and he's not going to be able to do much against them anyway. So... No matter what, um, the Cowboys are going to win this game. And frankly, I think, again, it's a good thing for the Eagles. I'm hoping that the Eagles miss the playoffs. So, to me, Cowboys win this. And I'm going to put the final score at 31-16. to Like I said, these are two teams that are very much pathetic. Well, not really pathetic, but they're mediocre. Chicago has won their last couple of games. 
obviously playing direct teams will do that. You know, Mitch Trubisky's not having a very good year. We, we don't expect him to have a very good year. But obviously, this defense is playing decent. But obviously, this is a this is a game that could have trouble some for Dallas. Even though, I think a month ago, if these two teams would met, Dallas would obviously destroy them. I would go obviously Dallas. This is a critical game because Dallas knows that if they lose this game, they'll have a losing record. Still, lead, they're going to still lead the NFC East with a losing record. That's going to tell you how much this division, how bad this division really is. And this division isn't good. And, unfortunately, you look at, at Chicago, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, and you wouldn't be either if they somehow pulled this off. I mean, I think this is going to be a tough battle for both teams. Dallas has not traveled well on the road this year. So, I think that, you know, watching this, looking at this matchup, I mean, I can see the de the Chicago defense getting giving trouble for Dak Prescott. He's become turnover prone too a little a lot lately. So Zeke doesn't run the ball very well. Neither the receivers. Amari Cooper he's lost he's lost a step a little bit, and Randall Cub has been non-existent in, in some of the games recently. To the fact that his that the guy he replaced outperformed him on Thanksgiving, Cole Beasley tells you how much Dallas offense has struggled themselves. But the defense has struggled even worse because they're one of the weakest defenses in the last couple of weeks. They don't, they don't do nothing. They don't even, they don't even scare you into a turnover. So, if I if if I'm if I'm playing my cards right, I think Dallas will win, but very, very, it's going to be close. It's not even going to be. It's not even going to be. It's not even going to be like. A, it's going to be very much a field goal game. So Dallas finds a way to win on a field goal and the final score 22 to 19. Yeah. Let me finish this off here. Ah. Uh, that's all folks.